if God is the one leading you, if God is the one sustaining you, if what God says over your life is what stands, then you are in God's kingdom. So now, the kingdom of God is not in eating and drinking. What it means is that our coming to God, accepting Jesus, is not just so that Jesus can give us food to eat alone. The kingdom of God is in righteousness. So if I say, I belong to God's kingdom, how righteous am I? It doesn't matter whether God is good with you by giving you food or not. The kingdom of God is in righteousness. Ability to have right relationship with God. How do you have a right relationship with God? It is in accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior and allow him to scrutinize your life. After you've had peace with God, after you've had the joy of the Holy Spirit, the next thing that is very important is for you to save God. Saving God is working for God. When we save God, we shall see His face. Let's read the scripture together. Romans 14 verse 17. It's a culture to be upstanding to read God's word. It's a way of showing respect to God. Romans 14 verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink. I think in James would say the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink. So... NLT is saying, for the kingdom of God is not in the matter of what to eat and what to drink. So what is it about then? It's not meat and drink, but it's in righteousness and it's in peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. The next verse. He that is in this thing has saved Christ in a way that is acceptable. How many people who are here will love to save God? And at the end, your service was not acceptable. Let me see your hand. You would love to maybe build a house for God, do a lot of things, but at the end, it was not acceptable. If you are like that, can I see your hand lifted up? Okay, how many people will love their services to be acceptable? At the last day, after they have finished saving God, their services was acceptable. Let me see your hand lifted up. Alright, I'll be preaching on blessing through service. Blessings through service. Tell somebody I want to be blessed through service. Amen. Alright, be seated. We'll be talking the word of God. So, sit down. You have something to learn here. This scripture has a very powerful meaning, which I would love to share with you. This scripture that talks about, for the kingdom of God is not in bread and meat. What does it mean if we say the kingdom of the Lord is not in bread and meat? What do we mean? How many of you belong to God's kingdom here? If you belong to God's kingdom, let me see your hand. Okay. 
You see, there are people that are not in God's kingdom. And how many people are not in God's kingdom? Let me see your hand. Okay. How many people are not in God's kingdom and they are not in another kingdom? They are just neutral. They are hearing about the kingdom for the first time. <laughs> okay. Now, if you are a child of God, operating under the kingdom of God, that is, when we say, if you are in God's kingdom, it means somebody that God is ruling over you. How many of you have God ruling over you? God is the one ruling over you. He determines everything about you. It's God that determines. It's not your village people that determine things about you. It's God. If you are like that, just wave your hands to Jesus. Wow. Yeah. Most of you, when you wanted to have admission, you now go to where they buried their father and stood where they buried their father. You make sure you stood where the head was. So you stood and said, Papa, it is Zerofia. Zerofia, that's what you used to call me. And uh, I want to tell you that I have now finally got an admission into the university. As I'm going to go, I want you to go with me. Hey, <laughs> in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Charlie, if you do that, you are a small havalist. You are a small juju man. You are consulting the dead. Consulting the dead is called necromancy. It's a sin before God. Ever since your father died, he has not joined the troop of angels. He has not joined angels Numbers of angels have not increased. If your father was Urobia, there's no angel Urobia. So, <laughs> alright, that's by the way. So, if God is the one leading you, if God is the one keeping you, if God is the one sustaining you, if what God says over your life is what stands, then you are in God's kingdom. Wow. So, everybody who is in church today, I have to believe that you are in God's kingdom. Everyone that have accepted Jesus as his Lord and Savior, I believe you are in God's kingdom. Everybody that, when they hit their leg, they shout, Jesus, I believe you are in God's kingdom. Yes, I believe. But the kingdom is of stages. I'll know where you are. So now, the Bible is saying, in where we read, that the kingdom of God is not in eating and drinking. What it means is that, our coming to God, accepting Jesus, is not just so that Jesus can give us food to eat alone or something to drink. That is to say, your prayer as somebody who is in the kingdom of God should not only be, God, please, I want something to eat. Father, please, I want you to give me food. I want you to give me food, Lord Jesus. I want you to give me food. I want you to give me uh, clothes to wear. I want you to give me another clothes. I want you to give me school fee. Every time, your prayer is all about what you can receive from God. You are a small arm robber. You are looking for what to receive from God all the time. God, give me husband. Give me another one. The other one is not good. You are looking for what to always receive from God. Something to eat. Something to wear. Something to enjoy yourself with. So the Bible says that the kingdom of God is not all about eating and drinking. I don't know who got you saved. But if you gave your life to Christ so that you will not be hungry again. Sorry. Sorry. Do you understand? Maybe they preach about how Jesus fed 5,000 people. And they said, he shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. And after that, they said, how many of you want to give your life to Jesus, the one who fed 5,000 people? And you with your hungry belly, you lifted up your hands. Father, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Yes. Who's going to provide? Oh, I love the Lord that provides. God provides. 
has God provided money for you before? And you know this is God. God can provide. In fact, he is called the provider. But there are times that God will withhold his supply and see whether you came to him because he gives you money. Because it is very hard to know somebody who loves somebody genuinely. It's so hard. That's why some rich people, before they get married, they have to disguise themselves. Have you watched movies where a rich man have to disguise himself? Have to become a cleaner just to find a wife. Have you seen something like that before in a movie? It's more in Nigerian movies. They have to disguise themselves, climb or cut out, ride or cut out something or be a mechanic just to find true love. So many times, since God is also looking for true love, tell somebody, are you God's true love? Or are you God's calm love? Tell somebody, are you God's true lover? Or a scam lover? So in order for Jesus to also find true love, many times he has to disguise himself like he cannot provide. Many times he will have to disguise himself like he cannot heal. Many times he will have to disguise himself like he will not deliver you to find whether you love him genuinely or you are just one of these gold diggers. Tell your neighbor, am I sitting down close to a gold digger? Gold diggers are people that have heard that God has so much money. God has so much wealth. God has a lot of possession. So what they want to do is to get the possession from God, whether God likes it or not. So those people, when they get blessed, they don't come to church again. They didn't love God genuinely. They wanted his money and they have found it. And I love God. For everything that God has, he has a way of that thing coming back to him. Americans are like God somehow because Americans will give you computer and put virus there. Let me tell you something. The normal computer, there's nothing like virus. Virus is an idea created. That is if we give this computer to Africans, how will they come back to us? They say, okay, how they can come back to us is they just create virus. And so they create virus and put it inside. So you keep coming for antivirus. So if you want to declare war now with Benin Republic, they say, we have sanctioned Nigeria. From today, we don't give you computer virus again. The moment they do that, they cripple you. That's why they always have something they can use to sanction you. Yeah. So, well, very many times, God sees us as people who come to him because of what we want to get. Many times, God has a way of making you get back to him. That is to say, when you get blessings from God and run away, and you are so happy, you run away, he said, I will cause your blessings. In Malachi chapter 2, the Bible talks about how he will cause blessings. He said, I will cause your blessings. Something that was so exciting to you, that was given to you by God. There is something that can happen to that thing until you get back to God. In the Old Testament, there's a woman that got a child from a prophet. The woman was not even looking for a child. The prophet just said, for the food that you have given to me, you were the one who gave me the food. And later on, you were the one who bring the water for me to wash my hand. Later on, you were the one who brought to pick. I suspect you don't have a child in this house. You don't have a child? The woman said yes. He said, by this time next year, you're going to have a child. And it was a wonderful thing. The woman conceived, had a child. When the child grew up, the child became sick that the woman had to start looking for the prophets. And the prophet brought the child back to life. So I'm telling you that you can't scam God. You can't get a blessing from God and run away. 
there's always a way of God making you run back to him. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the best way to be with God is just to live with him. It's just to live with him. It's not something that you can scam him and you off your phone. No, 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 no. Just take somebody's money, run away, switch off his phone. Wow. I saw his kids. One man stole money from his master and ran away. And went to one of the popular bar with the briefcase. And went to one popular bar and was sitting down in the popular bar. A village guy wasn't even exposed to that kind of bar. So he now ordered for a very important drink. They gave him drink. Since he had mentioned all the okokoro and the small small drink he used to drink in his village, they say he's not there. He now said, okay, give me any special and important drink. They now gave him one hot drink like that. So the man drank. And his master called him and asked him, where are you? He now started talking to the master. He said, where I am, you cannot see me again. I have run away with your money. He was talking to the man. He said, I have run away with your money. You can't see me again. And he didn't know the man was having a meeting in the same bar. And while the man was at the back calling him, he was there in the bar at the table. They was receiving call. And he was not telling the man. He said, let me tell you something. You are like a hen. I am like granuts that is inside bottle. He said, the hen will only look at the <laughs> bottle with the granite and cannot take even one. So that's how I am. Now you cannot see me. And the man saw him and walked close to him and stood behind him and was making call and was now calling him, Shaggy, <laughs> I'm at your back. And later on, he down turned and saw the man at the back and called the man who sold him that drink. I said, your drink is so wonderful. When I drank, the drink that you have given to me has opened my eyes. I saw my boss, the one I stole his money and ran away. I saw him. As I turned now, I'm still seeing him. This drink is so, so powerful. He has the ability to open my eyes to see. And the man told him, No, I've not drank the drink now. But I can see somebody at your back, a very angry man at your back. For real? He said, yes, for real. The man is there for real. And the man was just quiet at his back like that. And he was arrested. So what am I saying? You can't play God's scam. You can't get his blessings and run away. You, you can run for how many days he wants you to run. But one day you can get back. When I'm talking about the blessings of God, I'm not just limiting it to money. I'm talking about your beauty. You can't get God's beauty and run away. You understand? You become so beautiful and you run away. And you don't even come to church again. Don't worry. When you die, the first person you will meet is God. Yeah, the first person you meet. Hello, how are you doing? Where you die to is not the road you know. Where you run and hide somewhere. The place is strange. God takes you to a place very strange and talk to you there. Where your mother, your sister, your auntie will not help you out. You will not have your phone. Nothing will help you out. So, the Bible says that the kingdom of God is not in drinking and eating. Kingdom of God is not all about what can God do for me today. Oh, I want God to give me this thing. Oh God, if you don't give me this thing, I will not save you again. Lord, if you don't give me admission, I'm not saving you again. No, 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 no. The kingdom of Lord is not in all of that. So the Bible says, the kingdom of God is not in what to eat, what to drink. It's beyond that. And the Bible said, now, this is where it is. I want to show you something very, very important. Maybe you are going to see this for the first time. I'm going to show you this very, very important thing. He said, what? Kingdom of God is not in meat. It's not in drinking. It is in righteousness. Wow. 
God is saying that the kingdom of God is in righteousness. So if I say, I belong to God's kingdom, how righteous am I? How am I close to God? How is my life right with Christ that I'm in relationship with? The kingdom of God is in righteousness. It doesn't matter whether God is good with you by giving you food or not. It is how are you relating with God? How is your relationship with God? That is what the kingdom of God is all about. Is in righteousness. Somebody say righteousness. Somebody say righteousness. So the Bible said that the kingdom of God is in righteousness. He's going to explain the righteousness now. Righteousness. Peace. Now, he's explaining what righteousness is. Righteousness is peace. Joy in the Holy Ghost. What he's saying here is that, do you have peace with God? Have you made peace with God? That's what the kingdom of God is. That is to say, the one, my God, who is my leader, who has created me. I should make peace with him. If you don't make peace with God, when you die, you won't rest in peace. So, Do you understand what I'm saying? People that rest in peace are people that have made peace with God when they are here. If you are owing somebody, you don't make peace with the person when the person has finally caught you. You make you call the person and make peace. Hello, sir, please, that money that I'm owing you, um, I don't want you to be very angry. I am thinking of this week. This week, I am actually going to balance you a bit. As I'm talking to you now, I just sent 2000 to your accounts. Not when the person has brought police to your house. You now saying, hey, that, let's make peace. No, 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 no. You have to bail yourself as bail bond. Police don't play with that one. So it is in righteousness, peace, ability to make peace. Because now, since people like what God will do for them, what God will do for them, somebody can still want to preach this place and turn the peace for himself. That the kingdom of God is in peace. That is God, you have to give me peace. God, I need peace. God, my shop must not catch fire. I need peace. I need peace. I need... No, 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 no. It's about you having peace with him. The God who is the owner of the kingdom. Because that's what the kingdom of God is all about. So the question I'm, most, I'm asking you today is, do you have peace with God? Do you have peace with God? So he said, he's in peace. And the other one is joy in the Holy Ghost. When you have peace with God, you have the joy of the Holy Ghost. The joy of the Holy Ghost is, God is also smiling back on you. That is, I'm happy with God and he's smiling back on me. Yeah. Joy of the Holy Ghost is that the Holy Spirit is happy and I can feel him happy through me. Do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, if God is happy with you, you will feel it. That is why it is not the real thing for a child of God to be depressed. If God is happy with you, it reflects on you. If God is living inside of you and God is happy, you will be happy. You will feel it. Do you understand? When people carry pregnancy, if a child is excited, you will know. Remember when my wife was pregnant, my wife said, look at the leg here, look at the leg. I said, where is it? He said, look at the leg, the boy is just kicking me. And so on. Sometimes when a child is excited, you feel it. How much more when God is living inside of you? That is why when you give your life to Christ, the first thing that you are going to experience is the joy. You find a joy and you'll be asking yourself, what has happened? Have I bought iPhone? Why am I so excited? It is that your sins are forgiven. That is to say, God becomes so excited and you feel it. Oh, I feel like preaching. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like pouring a chill water on a glass. And before you know it, it affects the whole glass. The glass becomes wet because of what is inside. So the joy of the Holy Ghost is how is the Holy Spirit excited? Thank God it's not our joy. It is the joy of the Holy Ghost. 
but we are the one who feel the joy of the Holy Ghost. Do you understand? That is to say, the Holy Ghost becomes so happy that I feel it. That's what the Bible is saying. He said that the kingdom of God, kingdom of God, kingdom of God. Oh God. How to have God as your king. It's not in just coming to church or ability to have your name written in the church register or anything that the real thing about the kingdom of God is are you righteous? If you are righteous it means you have peace with God and if you have peace with God then you are going to enjoy the joy of the Holy Spirit. That is it. And it moves down to the next verse. I think verse 18. Yeah, verse 18. And verse 18 now talks about if you have done that, if you are in this thing, then you have saved God the right way. You have saved God the right way. And your services are accepted to God. Do you understand? Your services is accepted to God. There are people who can come to this environment and build a very big church. And they don't have peace with God. And they feel that one day God will just carry the place that they have built and use it and forgive their sin. No, no, no. It doesn't work that way. Tell your neighbor, do you have peace with God? Tell somebody, have you made peace with God? Very, very important. Ask your neighbor, have you tested the joy of the Holy Spirit before? Ask your neighbor, have you tested the joy of the Holy Spirit? And this joy of the Holy Spirit, how does it come? It comes when you are saved and when you remain saved. The day you gave your life to Christ, you feel the joy. Whenever you know that you are a child of God, you feel the joy. When you get somebody to be saved, the Bible says, for everyone soul that repents, there's joy in heaven. You feel the joy. The person feels joy. You feel joy because you are connected to a kingdom. If something is hard in your country, you will feel it. I don't know where you are from, but in my country, things are very hard and we are feeling it. Do you understand? We try to package for people not to see that things are hard, but really, when you even shake people's hand, Say, are you from Nigeria? No wonder your heart is hard. <laughs> so, when you are in the kingdom of God, and there is joy, the Bible said there is joy in heaven for every one sinner that repents. So, when you are in the kingdom of God, and there is joy in heaven, you feel it. You, you feel the joy of the Holy Ghost. Wow. And the Bible talks about that is the only reasonable service. That is what First Corinthians tells us. That that is the reasonable service. In fact, if you want to save God, the first way to save God is to save God in righteousness. That is by making peace with God and having the joy of the Holy Ghost. I mean, giving your life to Christ fully. Hey, sometimes it's difficult to even preach and tell somebody you have to be righteous. I was on a phone call with somebody. We were talking. He's a drug pusher. I was talking to him. He's in Brazil. He pushes drugs. I don't know how they push drugs. Maybe they put drugs in capsule in wheelbarrow and they carry it and push pushes drug. He does something with cocaine and all of that. Had hard drugs. He does buying and selling of girls. He buys girls and sell them. Can go to Newi and some Nigerian girls, pick some of them, sell them. Make some money. Ha! Ah, jobs. Father, may we never touch wrong, wrong things in our life and do wrong, wrong things. So I was preaching to this guy. This guy is broke and he's calling me from Brazil. He said somebody gave him my number. And I don't even know the person up to now. And we were talking. He said that the person said I should pray for him. I said, what should I pray for? He said he's broke. I should pray that God should open doors for his business. 
There is more girls should come and want to sleep with men there and give him money. Or drugs. People should patronize his business. And he said so many people that he did some stuff with. You understand? Drop cocaine for them and all of that. They are not paying him his money. He needs money. That I should pray for him. <laughs> oh God. So, is it for somebody that feels that the kingdom of God is all in food and eating? Will not ask the man if I pray. And it works. How much? People that push drugs, they make real money. No be small money. Real money. No be 30,000. Real money. He said, will you be able to do it? And they would do it. I now told the guy, are you born again? That one is no money. If you preach that one, no money. Do you understand? If you preach that one, no money. If you tell the person, will you sow seed? Sow seed and I will make all the girls that you send over there not to turn against you. You'll be pushing drugs. Maybe I would have just told a man, so seed, he said, how much? I said, you have five million. He said, yes. I said, create my accounts and I'll start the prayer. But the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink. It is in righteousness, peace. So I now talk to the man. I spoke with him for up to an hour plus. I was talking to him on how to give his life to Christ. I want you to give your life to Christ. God wants you. He wants you. He needs your life. That's what the kingdom of God is. You can't come to my kingdom and want blessings from my kingdom when you don't want to submit to the king of my kingdom. No, 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 no. You don't do it like that. And we all as children of God have to understand that we are kings representing the great king. That's why he's called the king of kings. So if you are a king representing the great king, you have to represent him well. You can't turn against God when you have people to talk to. You have to link them to see the great one. So it says that the kingdom of God is in righteousness. Ability to have right relationship with God. How do you have a right relationship with God? It is in accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And allow him to scrutinize your life. Allow him to rule over your life. Wow. Is it amazing? After that, the next important thing. After you have given your life to Christ after you've had peace with God, after you've had the joy of the Holy Spirit, the next thing that is very important is for you to save God. Saving God is working for God. Tell somebody, are you working for God? Tell somebody, are you working for God? Tell somebody, work for God. Save God. Saving God means be a servant to God. The word servant is gotten from the word save. That is people that save. God wants you as a servant. Forget about the fact that we are called children of God. How many of you in your house, they don't like housemates? Because your parents wanted you to know how to walk. Your parents like that. Is anybody like that? Your mother and your father said, I don't want servants in my house. I want my children to learn how to walk. Let me see if you have households like that. Let me see. Only few. Others are lazy people. Others are lazy people. Please remove my shoe gently now. Mommy. Mommy, a guy is not removing my shoe gently. <laughs> oh God. They pampered you like that up till now. Nobody can marry you because if they marry you, they have to marry you and marry a housemate alongside. They have to do traditional marriage for two people. You and a housemate that will be helping you. They might have to marry too. Shame. And the worst is that you are lazy and you now marry a lazy husband. The cobwebs in your house, you can even be washing clothes and be hanging on the cobwebs in your house. So God doesn't want us to be lazy people. Are you paying attention to me? 
God wants you to save him. God wants you to work for him. You see, we say something. There's something we like saying. That when we get to heaven, we will not do anything and so on and so forth. But I just saw a scripture that says something different from what all that. I saw a scripture in Revelation. I want to show you that scripture. Are you ready to see that scripture? That tells us something different. Revelation chapter 22 verse 3 to 4. 22 from verse 3 to 4. He talks about when we go to heaven, how we will save God forever. Saving God forever. Ability to work for God. God wants you to work for him. God wants you to work for him. You've already said that God is the king of kings. There are very many things that he will not come down to do that you need to do for him. God wants you to save him. How can I save God? God wants you to save him as a pastor. God wants you to save him as a worker in church. God wants you to save him in your home fellowship. God wants you to win souls for him. You must be a servant saving God. We may be called children of God, but the real work is the work of a servant. Yeah, nobody is a child of God like Paul, the apostle. But whenever Paul Apostle is writing a letter to people, he will always refer to himself as a servant. God wants us to save. You have to get ready to save. Tell somebody, drop your laziness and save God. Yeah. So this is what I'm seeing that is going to happen in heaven. Alright, it's saying here, Revelation chapter 22 from verse 3 to 4. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it. And his servants shall save him. So God wants us to save him. And they shall see his face. And his name shall be in their forehead. When I was reading that, God said to me that that will not only begin when we reach heaven. That that begins from when we are here on earth far as God is on the throne, God wants us, his servants, to save him. And he started linking me to the blessings that is in saving God. He says, when we save God, I need you to pay attention to this, what is going to happen? Number one, verse four, when we save God, we shall see his face. I'm telling you, there's a level of God's face you cannot see till you start saving God. There's a level of God's face you cannot see till you start saving God. Imagine there are people who do crusades, who go out do crusades and so on. There's a level of miracles they see if you start doing crusades. Because you're saving God. As you save God, the more you save God, the more of God's face you see. People who sit down in their house and pray 20 days, prayer, fasting and prayer, 21 days. Lord, I want to burn like fire. I want to burn like fire. I want to burn like fire. And they are not saving God. They are not going out to save Saving is from the word servant. You have to say, be a servant. I mean, work for God like a workaholic. What do you do for God apart from just coming down to sit down and listen to me preach? And I will be preaching first service, second service, third service. And I'm saving God. I go back from church every Sunday very, very tired. That's how service is. And the Bible says, see those people that save God. They shall see God. They will see his face. People that are saving God, they will see his face. So there are people that have problem. Maybe small juju is praising you and you are shouting, Jesus! Jesus! No way! He doesn't come. You are not saving him. You are not saving him. People that will see his face are people that are saving him. Wow! Do you understand? Yeah. People that are saving him. So, ask the neighbor, what are you doing for God? What are you doing for God currently? Please, I want you to talk to your neighbor. You can help somebody. Say, neighbor, 
What are you doing for God currently? Currently. Yeah, currently, what are you doing for God? There are people that are saving God at convenience. When you see people that come to your house to bring you to church, hello, how far? Please come to church. You are now feeling that you are the boss. They are the da. I know it's easy. No, easy. My, 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 see how tomorrow go day. My, see how tomorrow go day. How tomorrow one day? You see the people that are walking around, knocking at your door, pleading you to come to church. They are saving God. The Bible says they shall see God. You may make heaven, oh. And then you say, I want to see God. I said, my friend, go, go on, go on, go on, go on, sit down. It's not like seeing the president. Why do you want to see him? He said, well, I just want to see him. Now, I've been in heaven for two million years now. I've not even seen my king of kings. <laughs> two million years. Today, today's making only two million years. I've not even seen my Lord and Savior. <laughs> they that save the Lord. People do save God. Not people that just hear strike their brand. That's why we started with preaching about the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink. Most times people who sell food in the restaurant have not eaten. Most times people who sell kerchief on the road don't have kerchief. Do you understand? Do you get what I'm saying? Most times people who pray for people to have children don't have children. Services. I'm talking about services. Services is not, it's not on whether it favors you or not. It is what you have to do. It is not on pleasure, on I don't feel like doing it or I don't want to do it. No, no, no. It is that I have an obligation to do. I have to preach every Sunday, whether I'm feeling fine or not, whether I have mood swing or not. I have to drop my mood swing in the house, come and preach. When I go back, if I like to carry it back, I carry it. The duty is that there is something that is required from you and that is which is required from you is your service to God. If you have not found way to work for God, how to save God, you have not tried how will you see God? That's the first thing. The next thing is saying what? So the blessings of services, the blessing of saving God, number one is the blessing of seeing God. Ability to see God. I mean seeing God in your situation. Things are so tough with you. Says God, I want you to show yourself. Or maybe your mother is so sick and you lay hands on your mother and pray. Nobody phone number was going through. He said, Lord, this night I want to see your face. Seeing God is God revealing himself when there is nobody. Revealing himself for you. So that is what it means. The Bible said those people that will enjoy that blessings are people that are saving God. Wow. Another blessing of saving God is that his name shall be on their forehead. What does it mean by the name of the Lord to be on their forehead? Paul said something. He said, let no man trouble me for I bear in me what the mark of Christ. When you study about the marks of the beast talk about the mark of the beast, the name of the beast and all of that. The mark comes with the name. Yeah. So the mark comes with the name. So the mark of Christ is actually the name of Christ. It's God putting somebody something on the forehead and telling accident, leave this one alone. This guy is saving me. Leave this one alone. Sickness, leave this one alone. That's why I don't fall sick. The reason why I don't fall sick is because I saved God. Do you understand? So there is a mark on my forehead. You may not see it. Depends on the eyes you are using to look. There's a mark. It's not like this is your mark. Everybody can have a polo here and it doesn't get to me. Services to God. These are the blessings you get. Services to God. Apollo would come. Enter this guy. Come. Enter this guy. Come. This one saves God. There's a mark. He leaves this guy. Highest you just get a small fever and later on it goes. Something that you can still use and sing. But anything that will disturb you from singing. No, 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 no. He doesn't want to. Because of the mark. These are the blessing for saving God. 
ask your neighbor again, what are you doing for God currently? What are you doing for God currently? Say your neighbor, currently, what are you really doing for God? What are you doing for God? Say your neighbor, are you saving God based on convenience? Have you allowed God to stress you? Tell your neighbor, have you allowed God to stress you? There are many people that don't want stress. If you see them in Aksu, they are busy running around, photocopying this thing. They are running around. But whenever it has to do with God something, I don't like stress. That's why I don't like refinancy. They stress people too much. That's why we don't get sick. That's why we don't get trouble. That's why we don't bury members. Why? Because we save God. We save God. I'll give you a very powerful illustration and I ain't it with that powerful illustration. How many of you know my president, the president of my country? How many of you know him? Very few will know him. You may not really know him. How many people know him? President of my country? Very few. About four persons know my president. Who knows how old is the president? President of my country. How old is my president? Just mention anything you know. 80 years. Okay. Let's use 80. How many people know Pastor Adeboye? Many of you will know him. How old is he? 80 years. Who does medical checkup more? Who does medical checkup more? Okay. Who stresses himself more? Who is more stressed? The other person, I think the highest he can talk. Is that five minutes and there will be editing? It's a video, edited video with Photoshop and all of that. Five minutes. The boy here will be preaching. He has the largest church in the world. Will be preaching. I mean, when he preaches and you want to give your life to Christ, you have to enter a bus and travel to where they are giving their life to Christ. Okay, and he doesn't go for medical checkups. Doesn't really go for much. The reason is in saving God. Saving God. Saving God. Bow your heads. Are you saving God? These are blessings in saving God. When you save God, you unlock some doors of blessing. So we that are busy in church, knocking at your door, bringing you to church, there are blessings we are enjoying. Oh, You may feel we don't have what to do and so on. We enjoy so much blessing. Yeah, we enjoy the blessings of seeing God. And we enjoy the blessings of having the mark of God on our forehead. So I want you to pray. Your prayer is going to be, Lord, give me the grace to save you. Give me the grace to save you. Give me the grace. I want to join the saving team. I want to join the workers in church. I want to join the pastors. I want to save you. What are you doing with your youthful age? So open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray, pray, pray. Tell God, give me the grace to save you. Give me the grace to save you. Lord, give me the grace to save you. I want to hear your voice. God, give me the grace to save you. Let me be found saving you. Let me be found in your presence saving you. Lord, I want to save you. Open your mouth and pray. 
give me the grace to save you, Lord. 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 Lord, I want to save you. Lord, I want to save you. Lord, I want to save you. Give me your heart to save you. Give me the ability to be devoted to save you. I want to save you, Lord. I want to save you with my strength. Open your mouth and pray. I want to save you with my energy. I want to save you, Jesus. Give me the ability to save you. Ability to save you. Ability to save you. Ability to save you. To work for you. To work for you, Lord. To work for you. Ability to work for you. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. So the Bible said that the kingdom of God is not in God. What will you give me to eat? God, what will you give me to drink? God, what will you do this? When will you do this for me? When will you give me a husband? When will you make me do traditional marriage? When will you do this? It is in how do you make God happy? It is in how do you make God happy? The joy of the Holy Ghost. Is the Holy Spirit happy with you? Are you working for God? Are you giving God your youthful days? Are you devoting your life for Him? Are you giving God your devotion? Are you giving God your attention? Have you allowed God to get you busy for Him? Or you only work for God when you have time? Only work for God when you have enough time. When God makes you happy, you work for Him. It wasn't your joy that God is talking about. It's the joy of the Holy Spirit. You may not be happy, but if the Holy Ghost is happy, that should be all. It's not your joy. It's the joy of the Holy Ghost. That's the most important thing. The joy of the Holy Ghost. Is the Holy Spirit happy? Have I been able to save Him till the Holy Spirit is happy with me? That's what God is asking. When you want to do an agazo, have you satisfied the Holy Ghost? When you are talking to people, have you satisfied the Holy Ghost? Because that's the person that must be happy. You may be sad, but he must be happy. He must be excited. It's the joy of the Holy Ghost. That's what the kingdom of God entails. He is the one to please. That's why the Bible said that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Our strength is in when God is happy. If you want to have strength over the enemy, have strength over demons, have strength to raise the dead, just make God happy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. If God is happy, you are strong. Anointing to raise the dead is in making God happy. Anointing to deal with demonic powers is in making God happy. Is God happy with you? Are you saving him? Or he's the one saving you. I want you to pray one more prayer. I said, Lord, give me the heart of a servant. 
I want to save you with all my heart. Give me the heart of a servant, Lord. You're not praying. I'm not hearing your voice. Give me the heart of a servant, Lord. Give me the heart of a servant, Lord. Give me the heart of a servant. Help me to save you. Help me to save you tirelessly. Help me to save you with all my heart. Help me to save you with my energy. Open your mouth and pray. The joy of the Lord is our strength. God, give me the strength to save you. Give me the consciousness to save you. Give me the strength to save you. I want to save you with all my heart. I want to save you with all my heart. Give me the grace to save you. Give me the grace to save you. Give me the grace to save you. When I'm happy or sad. When I'm filled or hungry. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Worship the Lord for answering your prayers. Worship the Lord for answering your prayers. We magnify you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. We glorify you, Jesus. We reference you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your glory, for your power, for all that you have done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Everybody close your eyes wherever you are. Close your eyes. Everybody squeeze your eyes. If you have eyes that opens without your notice, squeeze it. Right now we want to pray for people that have not made peace with God. If you know you have not given your life to Christ, you've not made peace with God. If you know you've not made peace with God, I want you to right now make peace with God. I told you that if you don't make peace with God, when you die you won't rest in peace. You have to make peace with God. Is God happy with you? Are you born again? Are you born again? Have you given your life to Jesus? That's the most important thing. The Bible calls it a reasonable service. So while you are closing your eyes, if you are there and you want to give your life to Jesus, I love your hand to be lifted up. Lift up your hand with all amount of boldness and I'm going to pray for you. If you are ready to make peace with God, say, God, I want to make peace with you. I want to make peace with you. I want to be happy in your presence. I want to give my life to you. If you are lifting up your hand, I'm praying for you right now. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior. Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of my unrighteousness. Deliver me from every plan and thoughts of the devil. Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Make me your child. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Oh, is that how you clap for Jesus? Is that all you can do? Just do your best. Do your best for Jesus. 